name is Erica. Cross me as always is uh, Sheila. Hello. Oh, not the lovely Sheila. The lovely time? Sheila. Excuse me. We're all the getting tired. Are hurt. Oh, shut up. <laughs> we, we just established at the time of day where everybody's getting tired, mm-hmm. especially as uh, uh, relatively new parents. That sun starts going down, and you're like, "Oh, it's nap time." <laughs> that time is so far away still. <laughs> We've also got uh, Bob and Izzy up in the mix. No. What about the Snugsable Izzy? The Snugsable? I can get in the Snugsable. Yeah. I still get nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> no. You'll get nothing and like it. I think it's your wife's job to come up with that one. <laughs> nah. And Bob the dog's floating around here somewhere. I don't know where the hell he is, though. Oh, is he, he entombed under the, the blankets? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of his jam. That's why I love dog sitting for him. <laughs> He's like the most chill dog, isn't he? Yes. He used to tire out Sparky, my old dog, but now Jedi, my new dog, tires him out. He, he's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, Bob the dog's getting old, but he's a good boy. Good wabs. Uh, so yeah, we are here to uh, read some terrible writing for you. I don't know that we have any... How did Bob term it? <laughs> I emerge! That was <laughs> dog. I don't know if you guys heard I know, that. No, that was confusing. I don't know what picks up from uh, on the mics. What's up, buddy? Bob the dog's here for some terrible writing. Bob the dog is always here for some terrible writing. Um, I don't know if we have any, like, we've, we've exhausted our chat in the last uh, couple episodes. It's true. There was some other piece of pop culture I wanted to talk about. It might have been Anna Karenina, so never mind. Which you did touch on. I did. You said you'd never read it. Well, yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I spent last night researching which translation I should read. And then... There's multiple translations? Yeah. Interesting. It is really interesting. And I I did the same thing when I started The Brothers Karamazov again, because the nice thing is that several of the New York Times articles will like break down individual scenes and say, this is how this person renders it. This is how this person renders it. There was one that I thought, and I didn't want to read too much because I don't want spoilers. Right. Um, but it was but talking about how someone... know, what, are you reading the, the, the true translation? Am I getting the true spirit right. of the book? Like, is this the more emotional one? Is it the more technical one? Is it the one that elevates the prose above the, like, colloquial? Like, it, there's a lot of consideration that goes into translation. It's kind of a fascinating It's interesting. Subject. Yeah, for sure. Because there was one where it talked about the guy was a new parent, and when he regarded his baby, one person translated it as squeamish, the other as you know disgusted and that that's a big difference that is a very big jump like it says a lot about the person in regards to one's own child yes exactly so i'm i think i'm always gonna have a sense of fomo like am i reading the right translation but when you think about it you if something is like translated slightly different it is a completely different reading you know and like i said you ever get the true spirit of what the author was was trying to convey exactly interesting i i stuck with the pavir and volokonsky translation for this one as well as for the brothers karamazov because i liked their karamazov and also they're a husband and wife team she is a russian emigre he is american so i feel like two minds are better than one and then filter it through like her experience and his experience mm-hmm. he's the translator she's the russian person who can convey the nuance interesting so i, I like that approach yeah because you have somebody who actually like lived the language and it's like well you know this is like the colloquialisms or whatever exactly i like that yeah yeah i think that like uh not by committee but by like couple exactly and that would bring and so its people own kind of get each other too you know where yes. i think that's important as well and i feel like that would probably bring so much intensity and intimacy to the interpersonal scenes yeah. i don't know i mean that maybe that's just like crazy conjecture but interesting yeah interesting Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Um, Lock and Key, that uh, comic book series. Yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned that to you. Yeah. 
I read it's the first one. On or, oh, did you? All of them, maybe. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think clearly great. remember nothing about it, but really liked it. <laughs> it has a Netflix series now. I heard that it's not such a faithful. I am very kind. I watched like the first seven or so episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's like fine." Yeah, you know, it is. It hasn't grabbed me. Not a ringing endorsement. Not especially. I'll probably finish out the the first season. I don't know if I would come back to it. Is it scary? Not really. Is it? It should be. Kind of. I mean, the comic was never like outright like scary. Mm-hmm. Maybe more th- thrilling. Okay. Edge of your seat type of stuff. Like a ish, maybe. I don't know. I don't know that a comic book can really be. That's not fair. A comic can be scary. I shouldn't say that. But um, and I haven't read like I don't think I've read any of Joe Hill's other stuff. Oh no. No. Is he? Is he? Firmly in the horror camp as oh, a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I don't know that I would recommend the series. Okay. I would say definitely go and seek out the graphic novels because I think those are absolutely outstanding, and I like the way that they structured it. You mm-hmm. know, because it was like each each uh, uh, trade paperback collects like that mini series of the bigger, mm-hmm. wider story. And I don't know. I, I just think they're kind of rushing through stuff mm-hmm. in the first uh, in this first season because I thought they would, okay, we'll adapt that first like story, mm-hmm. you know, the first like trade, and they're pulling stuff from a lot of different spots. So if they do have a second season, and I haven't finished the first season, so I don't know how they're going to end it, mm-hmm. but it's like you don't want to blow through everything. Well, and usually, like, adaptations milk things. Yeah, for entirely too long. Yeah. I would have almost rather them see seen them take kind of the spirit yeah. of the comic and kind of do it do its own thing. That's probably what they think they're doing. Maybe? I don't know. That's what the magicians did. But their one-to-one stuff was really good and well done, but then they really went their own way with things, and I loved it. However, yeah, uh, only from talking with Sass about the last season finale... So I haven't seen it for myself and I shouldn't speak about it. Also, it's major spoilers, but like she pretty much convinced me that I do not want to watch it. Having heard from her and just, you know, existing as a citizen of the internet. Who reads spoilers like a crazy person. Yes, but there's some stuff, though, that you you could just jump on a website and it just completely ruins shit. Yeah, all the time. No one has good spoiler etiquette anymore. No. It's just all right the fuck out there, especially on those Gizmodo sites. Yeah, which right we don't that. really frequent here anymore. Uh, we were big Deadspin people, and Deadspin's been dead for a couple months. They got bought by who? You, you, it was some. Um, Bob, come here. Come over here, please. That might have been at the beginning, but then they got bought by like a venture capitalist. Oh no, that was before. Bob, what happened to Deadspin? This is not light. No, it is not. Uh, <laughs> um, what happened to Deadspin? Um, it goes back to Hulk Hogan. Right. The whole Gawker yeah. empire. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Gawker had some very questionable uh, journalistic practices and they published a sex tape of Hulk Hogan. Um, they claimed it was it fell under you know that he's a public entity and therefore it is valid to publish um, Hogan sued and he got backed by a billionaire douchebag Nick Denton right uh, no Nick Denton's the gawker guy 
Peter oh, Thiel. Okay. Um, now, whether or not, um, you know, he would have won the the case without Thiel's money is, you know, up for debate. But long and short of it is um, Hogan won. And in the aftermath of it, Nick Denton lost the entire company. And um, Gawker, the actual Gawker site was shuttered mm-hmm. and the rest of them were sold. Um, it went it at first it went to Univision, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Univision really didn't know what to do with them, mm-hmm. and um, kind of set them on a like a, this disaster path. Um, and then after a while, Univision was struggling as a company overall. Ended up selling um, all of what is now known as uh, what is it, Gizmodo Media, um, to great. Great Hill or Grant Hill Partners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just some, you know, fund. And um, the guy they put in charge um, came from Forbes. Oh, Now, okay. Forbes, if you've been to any of the Forbes.com sites, Sucks. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's all based on clicks. And mm-hmm. it, it's really a dated way of doing internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, he, you know, this guy had his vision of what it needed to be, and the Deadspin writers, you know, they really just wrote about whatever the hell they wanted to, mm-hmm. and sometimes that involved sports, which is ostensibly what they were supposed to be doing. So they came to a head in the fall of last year, um, where um, I can't re- remember exactly what the impetus was, or what... But they tell him basically to stick to sports. Well, yeah, they published something that because they were because Deadspin liked to publish stuff, uh, particularly about um, the orange one, mm-hmm. and um, that was starting to piss off this guy in charge, and uh, so he told them to stick to sports. Yeah, so you know in. So then they fired Barry Pachesky, who was the acting editor in chief, mm-hmm. and he was the acting editor in chief because the real uh, the previous editor in chief quit a few months prior because she couldn't work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after they fired Barry Pachesky, um, all every single remaining writer at Deadspin quit within wow, twenty four hours. For solidarity. Yeah. Uh, and they stuck with it, and now the site has been shuttered oh. since November fourth. Um, they Deadspin hired like one new writer. The guy came on; he was he was an employee for like an hour um, before the internet just trolled the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and he quit. Um, and since then, they haven't been able to do anything with it. And What's hilarious about the whole thing is Deadspin is arguably the was the most valuable brand um, in the Gizmodo sites, and uh, you know there's there's a lot of discussion to be had around that. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, in it, on one hand, like the guy is as the head of the company, it's his right to set the direction, mm-hmm. but the writers are under no obligation to stick around if that's not what they want. No hell no. So. You know, they they tanked the company, which is awesome. Good. <laughs> so. It's a that's, damn shame. That's the story of Deadspin. 
even I liked Deadspin, and I could care less about sports. They they did do a really good job of just. They had really good investigative journalism yeah. that they would do, and yeah, I'm. I mean, I give a tangential shit about sports, but mm-hmm. I I really liked Deadspin. I like it was Drew Magari Magari. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I really liked his memoir on fatherhood, and I really liked a lot of his Chop pieces. Champion. Chop the champion, Drew Magari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was a joy, and yeah. I think he writes for GQ. Good. He's still around. I'm sure but, he's very um, talented. And his, he would do a uh, 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 William Sonoma like catalog yes, read I every. Liked that. Oh my god, that's like the greatest thing ever. Um, there was a shame what happened at Deadspin. Well, and what they did to the AV Club, and what they did to the AV Club. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. That was like, yeah, just like the internet of 15, 20 years ago. I, I, and it just every time you would go on like IO9 or whatever, it would be like spoiler fucking city for something that's that terrible. Had just aired, we and it was like, better. can we not? Like, no. what the fuck is this? No, like there are there are places where I'm like, I am in danger of reading a spoiler, and I should stop right now. I just but don't a go headline there is not that's yeah, not cool. I don't bother. It's uh, I go to uh, the Avocado, which has yeah, a lot of the like folks that. from who were commentators or commenters, excuse me, on the AV Club went there, and they were like, "Fuck this, we'll just start our own site." Because good, you know, because the AV Club was ruined by moving to Kinja. Oh my god, I think it was declining before then. But yeah, that moved. it was it, because before that they went to discus and, and even Raven that was left not great. And, like you lost a lot of those like the old guard. The but, old you guard. Know, yeah. a, a good healthy site would be able to rotate writers and still, you know what I mean? Like people move on to other jobs and that's okay. And know? I mean, like the comments on AV Club were one of the major reasons you would yeah, go, and yeah. they did. They think they like a lot of those old articles. They just kind of deleted all of the comments. That's, and it was like, like why? That's kind of the whole point is the discussion. Kinja is one of those things that, like, I understand a lot of businesses will do things in their own self-interest. And, it, you know, it doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense for their bottom line. But I do not understand why. Why, Kinja? I, yeah, why? I don't understand why? it either. So I don't bother with that those sites anymore just because it no. was like. But yeah. But no. And talking to Sass about the, what, the what they did with the magicians. Yeah. I know that was a big. And I, yeah, I can't like go into specifics because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Right. And I haven't actually seen right. this. But, but it it's like, quiet, read those but... books. Those books are great. Mm-hmm. But then hearing what they did is just like, I have no desire to watch this. Because I did watch some of season one and I did enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I was meaning to come back to it. But no, I'm like, if that's where it goes, yeah, I, don't, exactly. I don't fucking care. I will say it was really well received by the masses. which it, it's. I feel like the Magicians is a pretty like discerning community. So I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe... I should reserve judgment until I well, actually are, are see Are we being it. overly sensitive? But it's like, I feel like Sass, I, I, I trust her. Yeah, I do. Her, you know, media savvy and like what her opinion on these things. So yes. it's like, okay. It's also like, even without the particular sticking point that I can't talk about, okay. it's still a, a move that I, I just don't it's, like. It's just, it's... We, we can't... I, I will say it's tropey. And it's, there's nothing well, that's wrong. that's the sticking point. There's nothing wrong with tropes in general. No, but it's a bad one. However, that particular trope is used to fucking death. And it's yes. it's infuriating that it is. And it's like, maybe in a bubble, this would be fine. But even but if it wasn't... But you don't exist in a bubble. Even if it wasn't that trope and there wasn't that quality that made that trope a thing. Right. It would still be... It would still have pissed me off. Right. It's just... It's weak sauce. It's pretty weak sauce. Yeah. Yep. So... I know that it was vague as fuck, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right, and, and uh, thank you to Bob for flying in. Yeah, the, that was uh, very helpful. The history of Deadspin. I do miss that site because that was like I used to go there all the time. Yeah. But it is what it is. What are you gonna do? 
Let's get to it. So let's get to uh, shitty, shitty writing. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, that's where Darcy's been. All right. Uh, the cathedral, capital C, was too silent. Darcy had been accustomed to the tinkling of knitting needles or the click of a spinning wheel. Wheel, excuse me. There were no footsteps that echoed through the empty halls, no hovering mother to tell her the dinner was ready. Whenever she was hungry, Darcy would leave her cold room and head to the kitchen for a snack. A little sneaky snack. Mm. She hadn't seen anyone else with the exception of the cook. Once her stomach was full, she had nothing else to occupy herself with but the window. She'd stare out at the horizon, uh, able to make out able to make out nearly invisible points of what she assumed was the golden capital. Her fe- <coughs> excuse me. Her future was too visible. She wished for a window facing south. Cooper Cole and Renee. I like that. Her future was too visible. Thank you. There's, there's nuggets. Nuggets. There's nuggets. Nugs. Little nugs. Nugs and snugs. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Doesn't it? Nugs are the best. Chicken man. nugs. Oh. Nugs of weed. Whichever. It, all nugs. All of them. Any and all nugs. Both. Uh, uh, Cooper, Cole, and Renee would be heading back soon. But it wasn't. How does she know that? We had no context of what she was doing while she was waiting for them or how long it's been since they've separated. Uh, but it wasn't the trio of people that she was expecting that ended up in Mother Sarah's chambers. Okay, so Mother Sarah, uh, I want to say she's crooked, if memory serves. Crooked? Crooked, yeah. She's like a bitch. She's like oh, a bad guy. Oh, okay. Uh, I think. I don't totally remember. We might get a little bit of that here, but then we get another character too. So we're just throwing a whole bunch of shit at you. Uh, because I don't like to write the middle of stories. Um, <laughs> Gregorian, it's been too long. Mother Sarah opened her door and waved off the priestess that let her guest in. I assume that you've received my letter? Gregorian nodded his thin face. He unhooked his heavy cape and tossed it onto a chair. Um, yeah, that's important to know. His frame was too spindly to be that of a general's, but he had headed the Empire's forces since Renee was banished. Generals can be skinny. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a skinny general. His medals and belts hung at odd angles from his body. There's a lot of odd angles in here. Lots of odd angles. Weird (laughs) shit going on. Uh, uh, Mother Sarah was quite happy he had been sent. He would be much easier to talk to than anyone else the Empress could have sent. Just, yeah. Sentence construction is this is not good. It's bad, one might even say. (laughs) Whoa, I don't know if I go that far. Well then, uh, why didn't her majesty come? I'm sure she's eager to meet her daughter after all these years. Sarah, the empress is no fool. She believes that ulterior motives are involved. What? (laughs) That's my commentary. (laughs) Sarah took up a teapot and offered some to Gregorian. He started to shake his head, but instead nodded once. I'm glad we closed that narrative. (laughs) She smiled tightly and poured two cups. She would be right. The protectress wanted to use the princess to fulfill her own agenda. I merely want what is coming to me. I think that's Mother Sarah saying that. Uh, Sounds rather similar. Sarah lifted her head, tilted, excuse me, tilted her head to one side. Why don't we make a trip up to the capital? I only want the Empress's support of... (laughs) Like, why? I only want the Empress's support of my election to the high priest position. I mean... What I don't what's wrong with that? It's just it's me lamenting that chunk that I never wrote because it's just oh. like <laughs> it, it's 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 
exposition for like no reason and just like oh we'll we'll figure it out later oh i see you know what i mean where it's like we're just throwing stuff in here and i'll deal with it when i that's just that's a that's such a um you're setting yourself up that's such a challenging way to write then you have to go back and like make it all work right exactly and it's just and there's so there's so much going on Mm -hmm. and it's like you've never finished anything before you know, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't, you've never written something that you've gotten to the end of. Why don't we keep it as simple as possible? We don't need to do a sprawling, all of these, like, side characters who ultimately don't really matter. Right. Editing. Editing should have occurred here. Why? Well, you can't edit what you haven't written. Why, Which is fair. Why don't you outline? I mean, I know it's, like, tedious. I will say I did outline the 400-page version. Yeah. To have like a vague idea of where I wanted to go, and that did help. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this did not have the outline. <laughs> no, clearly, there was no outline for this. Um, we both know it'll take some tampering, but these men, they cannot see that they need a woman's touch. I'm making a barf face. Yeah, uh, and I was older. There was no excuse. But that is that. That's that trope. It's like that's women that work thing. behind the scenes, and yep. they're the poisoners and whatever, which is pretty rad. But yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm a seer first. The Tiantrin line has many defining qualities. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, if the protectress was sure, then there is no doubt in my mind. Where is she? Sarah sipped her tea quickly and opened the door. Uh, she called for one of the priestesses and sent her up to fetch Darcy. Um, what you wrote about the protectress was also true then? But of course. She is gone, as is Cole took the 12 with him oh okay so i guess the 12 are from the cathedral okay that's capital t 12 of font in the city of garamond <laughs> I, I get a lot of those it's so. okay font jokes are all about it was that a reference font references font yeah jokes the lazy joke <laughs> whatever it works uh he took the 12 with him which is just which is just as well they were always more loyal to him than the church we can find others to replace them. As for the ragamuffin that she brought here, it's her, but I think it should be here. I can only assume that was their bastard love child. Oh, so she's talking about Lily. Okay. Well, Lily wasn't at the cathedral. I think she was there with Cole in okay. the chunk. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. Well, we can, it can be whatever we want. We can, because there is no chunk, so we can we can make up all sorts of unicorn fantasies. Love it. Uh, ba Gregorian didn't register the surprise. Ah. Gregorian didn't register surprise or alarm on his face, but he mentally noted that the Empress would have to hear about it. He didn't have much time to dwell on it as Darcy appeared in the doorway. Apparently, Renee had been right. This definitely was the lost princess. How do you fucking know? Yeah, how would they know? They don't know what she looks like. I guess he he had mentioned before that there are many like defining features, but it's right. like. It's kind of an Anastasia type of situation. Yeah. Where it's just like, it's going to be fucking anybody. It doesn't really. Okay. Mother Sarah noted his expression and stood on tiptoe at his shoulder. Told you so. She smiled warmly and walked up to Darcy with open arms. Welcome down, dear. I'm beginning. I'd begun to wonder if you would be joining us at all during your visit. Darcy ah, sheepishly smiled. Sorry. Uh, She's apologizing. Gregorian shook his head and approached the princess. You must never apologize, your majesty. It was Darcy's turn to start. Excuse me? And you must say pardon. He bowed low and deep. 
his pointed nose nearly <laughs> touching the ground. As he rose, he raised a thin, velvet-clad arm and took Darcy's hand. May I introduce myself? An awkward moment passed before Darcy quietly said yes. Yeah, this is just like awkward fucking city. I am Gregorian Benetau? I think. Okay. B-E-N-E-T-A-O. Okay. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? The Grand General of Her Majesty's Armies. I've been sent here to see if you were in fact the princess. Excuse me. He released her hand and leaned in too close to study her face. You have your father's intense eyes and your mother's perfect face. Mm. I, I have a tendency to like repeat the last word yeah, in multiple do. sentences and it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, we shall need to clean you up before bringing you to the capital. Darcy quickly looked at Sarah. I thought that we were going to wait for Renee to come back. There is no need. Sarah tried to keep the frustration from her voice. She's not loyal to the crown as she says she is. Yes, but Cooper, you must forget those distractions. Sarah nearly exploded. Gregorian stared at her like a father hearing his son had just slapped his mother. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> Pardon me, your majesty. I only wish for your well-being. Okay, so... Yes. What is their game? They just want to straight up bring her back to the Empress, which is. I think it's for it to be more like. Renee only brought her back so she could get back into the good graces with the Empress. Because if you remember, she was banished because she lost Darcy. They both have the same end goal, which is reunite Darcy with her mother. But I think it's more fuck Renee will take the credit for this. Okay, but that's not super evil. Not necessarily. I mean, are they up to something else? It seems that way, right? Because yeah. why have that scene where they're they're talking before Darcy comes in? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are they gonna? Is he gonna kill her? Right. Like, what, what's what, what's their game? Right. What is the point of? Them? You don't know. Okay. I don't know why. I'm asking. No fucking clue. <laughs> Again, I could check my notes. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Darcy wished for Renee or Cooper at her side. She wasn't strong enough for this. Oh, come on, Darcy. Be yeah. kind to yourself. Yeah, she's been in isolation. For That's a while. fair. That's fair. These people were set to rule her, but she wanted nothing but to run back to Captiva, Florida, to her mother. <laughs> Please, your majesty, Gregorian started. Please come back with us to the capital. Your mother wants for nothing more than to see you again. Feeling defeated, though no battle had been fought, Darcy exhaled. I will go with you to meet the Empress. Gregorian's face tried to light up, but there wasn't nearly enough skin on his thin visage. <laughs> <laughs> for a convincing <laughs> smile to form. That's so grotesque. That's, that's a journey through that <laughs> sentence, man. Wow. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> right? Like, ooh. <laughs> Excellent. I brought pr- plenty of clothes for you to sort through and your personal attendant. Oh, you've got an attendant floating up in the mix. You, he pointed to the priestess. Go to my carriage and bring in the trunks. <laughs> like this one poor chick like you. You go bring oh, in all the heavy shit. Oh, not to Mother Sarah. I was like, yikes. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, bring in the trunks. There's a woman in there that can assist you. Who's this chick? The priestess, who had never once been asked to serve anyone other than the creator. Like the long sentences in this. Uh, that's not terrible. No, no. That's not the end of the sentence, oh. though. The priestess, who had never once who had never once been asked to serve anyone but the creator, glared at the pompous man with contempt. She only left when Mother Sarah cleared her throat. The young woman uh, privately wished for Cole's swift return. So I think Cole's kind of in charge of shit at yeah, the cathedral. Yeah, sounds like it. And Mother Sarah's like, fuck this coup. guy. Right. Okay. 
even though he's dead. So it really ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, maybe she had a hand in that. Maybe she's working with Bethany. We don't know. It wasn't written. <laughs> Who knows? The week had been hard waiting under the strict and rigid rule of Sarah. That bitch. Uh, uh, Darcy watched as the priestess left. Guess I'll wait upstairs. We'll have a bath drawn for you, Sarah said, and I'll send the attendant up to help you. Have we talked about how fantasy baths are almost as great as fantasy inns? I don't think that we have. Okay. I mean, we may have because uh, I feel like Beth was taking a bath Yeah, at some point. But that was kind of under duress, so I don't know if we were like, oh, baths are the best. Yeah, not, the, not that was not the greatest no, bath. That was a bad bath. Just like there's always like gold taps and perfumed oils and someone else doing it for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, that was that unfortunate trope of like, clean her up before you bring her to me. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which this kind of feels like too. Yes. To a lesser extent. It is. Well, they're manhandling her. Right. And I think I'll leave it there. All right. I'm trying to be in sparse with my pages because I don't have a ton left here. No. Let's stretch it out. All right. Aye, aye, aye. All right. So where last we left off, romantic shenanigans. I guess like shenanigans. I have like ten and a half pages. A lighthearted left. word. My goodness. I have 24 pages left. But I may be able to find the missing 50 or so pages. I don't even know. There's a whole part where Darcy meets up with her old best friend and her best friend Penny. You've mentioned like, that in the back. past, yeah. There's a part where you find out that Wolf Hallett killed Taylor's best friend, Darren, and like how that messed him up and stuff. Darren. Darren. No, that was named after the X-Files episode DPO, which was played. Who was Darren was played by um, Giovanni Rubisi with Jack Black. Oh, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that episode. It's a great episode. It's been a while since I've I've consumed the x-files I've, I've been feeling like i might have to go back for a rewatch i feel like i bring up the x-files in every podcast and i just it meant so, it, it meant was so very informative to, to you it was very very like informative well it's like the scully portions inspired me to be a smart driven independent well that's why darcy no wanted nonsense. to be a forensic pathologist right? exactly and then david duchovny is just so sexy like that was like my intellectual and physical awakening at the same time it was your jam man something wrong with that oh the exiles it was a good show it was until the later seasons but oh god yeah and the revival just should never have happened but there are one or two episodes that are pretty good the one with kumail nanjiani worth it though would you say well, like the I entire? Well, I did not finish either of the two seasons, so I can't say that it is. I, I think that speaks volumes, though. I think a lot of it is that I don't know. Like Scully is fine, but Mulder's particular brand of wacky paranoia just doesn't really work in the modern era. And the whole idea of a shadow government—I don't know. It's like the conspiracy was such a fun one, and now the conspiracies are very serious and. With you know, Mulder is now. kind yeah. of an Alex Jones. I mean, except that everything he talks about is real, so he's not crazy. Which is like doesn't that's not great in the no you know, in the in the meta narrative. And to be fair, they do like in the first episode they kind of come up against like a an, an Alex Jones figure, but it's just that's not the X Files. Like, it's the modern era is not joyful, and also like so much stuff was possible before they could instantly call each other on their cell phones, look up things and research them, right. go to a message board. I don't know. Yeah. There and also the sense of really crazy small town America is it, like there just is no such thing anymore. We're all a little too connected 
right for that to really work for sure so my thoughts on the x-files okay so darcy kissed saturn for no good reason Oh, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, what the oh, fuck, yeah. man? Wait, what was what? Like, what was the thought process? He's there? in love with her, and he was like, "Just one kiss," and she was like, "No." And then he was like, "Come on." And he was like, "She was like, okay." I think she thought that would close the book on it. Foolish. I just want to take her aside and have a talk. Right. Like, let's have a conversation. A long one. Like, what? What? What, what, what <laughs> like, are you doing? Babe? Oh my god. What, what's the thought process here? I would really like to go back and see if she goes into it all why she ran away, like what her home life, what it was. But I think. Did you touch on that at I all? I don't the think so. I don't even think her mom appears as a character. I think you're just supposed to take her word for it that it was like bad enough to run away. But then I will say though, this all works in your favor with the kind of supplementary thing you want to write. Yes, it does because I could do anything. Exactly. Yeah. But and it's also like how reliable of a narrator was Darcy in this? Exactly. That's what I'm just so excited to get the other guy's perspectives. And I actually, I, you know, I'm, I'm writing kind of an embittered Saturn who everyone else, the world has kind of moved on and he's still stuck and angry. Well, I mean, in, in this, in this context, yeah. that, that works. Yeah. Because they all have different feelings about Darcy and what role she played in the ultimate, you know, events. <laughs> Dissolution. <laughs> yes. Of their family that they are. Uh, okay. I did not venture to communicate with Taylor, although mindful that I was the Michelangelo of this Sistine Chapel dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. This is your fault. But, I mean, I know oh, why yeah. you had to put it that way, no, but a, yeah, it is your fucking fault, like, are man. Are you saying this is like the greatest dilemma ever created? Right. But it's definitely your fault. Oh, yeah. I did not risk the ignominy of abandoning my pride. If Tay didn't deign to understand, he could stew. Like, yes, he could stew, but... But why you, did you, you kiss this other guy? Exactly. Right. And he literally left for five minutes. And like, what you're not even thinking? like, right. He's like coming right back, man. Like, what did you want to get caught? Right, exactly. Like, where are your critical thinking skills? What's up, Darcy? What is up? What's going on? Darcy, Darcy, Ivan peeled, tripping ecstatically through the door from long ago in this narrative. What? I groused. We're getting married. She's going to marry me. Isn't it beautiful, Darcy? An awestruck Ursula shoved her new age classy silver band studded with maidenly diamonds in Now, I, I think in, in the literary world, they call this juxtaposition. They do. Okay. I'm so glad you picked up on that. What is it? Was very, it was very subtle. Thank but you. I'm glad that I was able to, to get there. Well, I am the Michelangelo of the Sistine Chapel yes, novel. True, so true. I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're seeing what I'm seeing here. What the fuck is a new age... She's ring. being shitty about the ring. She's being a bitch about the ring. No, no, no. She likes the ring. I think oh, okay. she's I don't know. Maybe she meant like um Art Nouveau. <laughs> maybe or maybe not a traditional like Yeah. And she just didn't know what the art style yeah. or you know was. Urse, it's Ursula's citrusy scent beckoned me. Oh Ursula, I sobbed. Let's make it about me. Darcy, what? <laughs> no tears, I muttered. Taylor's mad at me. Oh, I didn't mean to ruin your engagement. <laughs> yes, Such you a did. bitch. I was intoxicated. It's with all about me <laughs> and my romantic things that I brought upon myself. A withdrawn, covetous rapture for Urs and Ivan, and an abhorrence of the soap opera melodrama Taylor and I had just enacted. At least you, you. See. Yeah, but Taylor didn't enact anything. It wasn't Taylor's fault. Well, he flounced out. You're making me take Taylor's side, and I'm not happy. I know about it. it's very upsetting. Yeah, I am upset. I'm very upset. I know. Well, don't worry. She excused me. Ivan, I want you to listen to this, and then I want you to go talk to Taylor about this. Ursula, you're a good friend, but, like, just report this to the authorities. Well, and also, like, okay, great, we're going to go, like, 
celebrate this major life event that just happened. Bye. See ya. Dang, Ivan whistled. Tay doesn't usually get that upset. He's always the first to, but jolly. (laughs) Apologize. And he always does it about five minutes after a fight. He hates being mad at anyone. Well, I guess he likes being mad at me. I returned acidly. You're kissing another guy! <laughs> like, you don't even like this guy. And for no reason at all! I'm like, how are you going to explain this one? Okay, we'll find out. Oh, Darcy, Ursula chided me. He won't be mad for long. I'm sure when you explain it, he'll understand. You want me to go with you? She volunteered. Inappropes. Mm, nah. I think he'd be more likely to listen if he thought I was brave enough to go out there and talk to him myself. But I'm afraid. I <laughs> whimpered. <laughs> of Taylor? <laughs> Ivan scoffed. Well, yeah, he's a predator. (laughs) Right, exactly. He's been grooming you, man. (laughs) Congratulations on you (laughs) engagement, I said mechanically. such a bitch. (laughs) Sorry I didn't say anything right away. Oh, it's okay. I've been shambled off to fetch Ursula a diet soda. Taylor was hibernating in Dakota's lower bunk, wrangled into a disgruntled ball. Taylor, I stammered tentatively. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds like a, a cliched phrase from some stupid TV show, but would you listen to my explanation? Sit down, he barked gruffly. Gingerly, I scooted onto Dakota's roost. Why are you doing this in Dakota's room? <laughs> Poor Dakota. So what was happening, though, was Dakota and Jeremy were making out, and they heard, they heard Taylor, like, storming in. They were like, oh, fuck, get in the closet. And now they're just kind of sitting there, and they're watching and judging these <gasps> like two friends. idiots. Yes. I love it. He asked me to, I blurted. It's true. Saturn, he loves me. He's had a crush on me since I came here, and I've been with you. Wouldn't you feel a little guilty if you were me? No. (laughs) No. He wanted one kiss. I didn't want to. Oh, I know you don't trust me anymore. I flared. Don't be so stubborn. I know how it looks to you the minute you leave. I'm unfaithful. But please, Tay, I cajoled him. Still no repartee of any sort from the wounded's corner. Come on, say something, I urged him shrewishly. Don't do this to me. Just don't look at me like that. Caustically, he flung a single diamond tear into oblivion. This is also, like, hella creepy. Because yeah. it's like, okay, she shouldn't have kissed the guy, right? Shouldn't no. have kissed the guy. But then we're going to have, like, this melodramatic, like, oh, my God, you've completely broken my heart. I just told you that. You were the one person keeping me sane, and this is the reason for, like, my continuing to live, and it, it's- It does a- make it more shitty of her. Like- That does, too, but she's- overreacting. She's also a child, though. Correct. So, you have to have it in that context. Right. You have to understand that your underage girlfriend is going to do underage girlfriend right. things. Right. Exactly. Because she's underage. Exactly. Oh, I didn't mean to make you cry. Oh, gosh. I was sautéing in my own guilt. <laughs> Darcy. He croaked in a tortured voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think he has anything to apologize for here. No. Not in this this short scene here. Me too. I bawled and scuttled over to his open arms. Jubilant as I was, there remained intricacy of Saturn to unravel. Mm-hmm. I enlisted Taylor's aid. Oh, why? After whittling away an hour with Tay, constructing possible dialogues... Can we also, like... <laughs> like what 21-year-old is like, yeah, let's practice another one. But but also, like, it's like, oh, conflict. Oh, conflict resolved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's never any, like, let's sit and stew with this for a while. Anytime she, like, fights with anybody, it's immediately resolved, like, a paragraph later. Like, her and Cleo were, like, fighting. And then, yes. like... The next page, they were cool. 
I feel like the only unresolved, well, yeah, no, there's really nothing. Because she's just so like, well, everybody loves Darcy. Exactly. Why would anyone? No one wants to fight with her forever. No one can stay mad at Darcy. Because she's the greatest. Cool. Um, we settled on one for which I bore Herculean hope. Saturn, I summoned him gently. Huh? Saturn Saturn was abstractedly flipping through a magazine of questionable educational caliber. So wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I like that shit on his like, like reading material. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Not reading Scientific American. So is she like calling him in like into the room where she is with Taylor or is she mm, going to find him? No, she, okay. I think Taylor's gone. Okay. Um, you mean you're actually speaking to me? Yes. I'm not mad, but listen to me. You know there can never be anything. My words were enough to twinge me with a certain rancor. I despised myself for the facility with which I could crush his heart. You know, you know what no, the you problem? Love it. Oh, she does. She fucking, she it. <laughs> you love it. You love it. It's like that could have been an entire story there. That could have been the whole book. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. That's, it's like I mean, there's these little... Book, but... Sure. Love but... triangle? Yeah, but I mean... It's something you would construct a story around. Yes, right. It just, it's, it, there's so much. It's so dense. <laughs> just like over in two seconds. Right? There's like yeah. shit that happened, or like the, the, the plot cul-de-sac of the school play. Just yes. to be like, Darcy's great. You know? <laughs> it, it's like almost, you give two, there's too many like examples of like, Darcy is the best. Yes. And in this, it's like, well, Renee's the best, but we never <laughs> see that at all. I'm just going to tell you, she's the best. Right. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, you and I are opposite types of writers, or were, I like to think now. That, at <laughs> that, that, that particular period, yes. Yes. Um, we'll always be friends, I said ardently. No more. Will you? Would they, though? Because it's like, I feel like once that's out there, that's, that's a big matzo ball hanging. She lives there. Oh, no, I guess he doesn't live there. But, like, they're a, they're a family. You know, the seven of them. But it's also, like... And again, I think this could be explored in, in the project that you, you you spoke about. It's, yeah, she's like inserting herself in here mm-hmm. and being like, well, I'm part of this family now, too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you? She's a cuckoo. She is. That's a great little show. Cuckoo? Never watched it. It is Greg Davis. You probably don't know because he's like a pretty famous British comedian. But you might recognize him if you saw him. He was in the Inbetweeners and stuff. You probably haven't seen that. But um, the concept is Andy Samberg is cuckoo um they're so the married couple their brilliant daughter goes away did I talk about this before I think I've seen a preview for this because you said Andy Samberg and then it's like oh okay but it's only him for one season and then cuckoo dies because Andy Samberg had to go do Brooklyn Nine-Nine and he's replaced with Taylor Lautner which is a weird choice is a weird choice. And then they had to replace Taylor Lautner. So I haven't only I've only seen the first season, but it's really funny because it's this like insufferable hippie comes to live with like this normal British family because their <laughs> super promising daughter decided to like throw her life away on this dum dum and marry him. It's really good. And Andy Samberg is a treasure. He's so good. Okay. Saturn occupied his whole soul by rapidly shredding the hem of his jeans. <sighs> he wheezed rebelliously. What? Yes. He halted, aggrieved, then jabbered. Do you think Cleo would be mad at me if I went back to her? Yes! Well, I don't think so. Darcy doesn't think so. My personal opinion was that she would be ecstatic, but Saturn could not continue in this cruel Casanova pattern, flitting between the girl of his dreams and second fiddle. Oh, dear. Fuck you, Darcy. Oh, wow. So I indulged in a little falsehood. Saturn, she's going to be horribly upset. She might not ever want to see you again. She's probably burning all her pictures of you right now. If you're going to try to make it up to her, I suggest you bring her flowers or write her a poem or something. Do you think you could help me? Sure. 
Warmly, I engaged myself in Saturn's thesaurus. Oh Darcy felt her oh, Self-awareness! <laughs> but also, like, this guy just, like, told you he loved you. No, you're not helping him with anything. No, I think we need some space from each other. But you got it. You can do this because... I don't know. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> but if she can hurriedly get him into the other girl's arms, that's... Maybe. In the context of this In the context story, of the story, sure. I'll do one more scene, I think. How are we doing on time? We're only, we're barely at 45 minutes. Oh, so. then I'll do two more scenes. There you go. Okay. When's the wedding? I inquired towardly of Ursula. The guys had traipsed out to be guys, which translated to rough each other up, get into a fight, and check out available chicks. That was double nested quotes if, like, you people no, can't yeah, see it, my it, hands. Yeah. Um, chicks. Ursula and I had elected to stay behind, garnering no amusement from male activity. Traditional gender roles. Thank you. Few things were more soul-satisfying than a traditional, gauzy, lace-heaped wedding. Incorrect. Incorrect. Threaded through with masterpiece culinary creations. Correct. Correct. And delirious dance floor couples. Oh, you, you had that really good orzo at your wedding, didn't you? I still think about that risotto all the time. That was better than the steak and the whatever else. That was good. It was enough. so good. That was tasty as shit. How did Ivan propose? The wedding set for May 16th. Okay. <laughs> oh, his proposal was really sweet. He was gabbling like a fool, but finally, it was so cute. He was tripping over his words. He just said, oh, jolly. <laughs> no. What I mean is, will you marry me? Forgive me. I started laughing. I hope I didn't hurt his feelings. Hey, you're going to be in the wedding, right? Are you still going to be my maid of honor? Do you have no other friends? Well, and also, like, I, I gathered more that Ursula was like... Okay, like they've got this like random chick like hanging around. I'll help her out a little bit, but I never got the impression that they were friends. They're not. Oh, but if you think about this in the context of what you want to write, and this is all just from Darcy's very toxic point of view, Mm -hmm. exploring all of this stuff like from the different perspectives of these characters like she made me be her maid of honor and she was gonna destroy my wedding or like she just randomly assumed that she would even be in my wedding like i barely know this chick like narcissist and it's just this pattern of this narcissism and like how she got in and she like wormed everything and ruined everything yes oh i can't wait i'm gonna go home and work on this um yes i twinkled who else do you want to be in it well ivan wants tay to be his best man and that's fine with me I don't really have any family, so I'm depending on Ivan to scrounge up everyone else. Oh, Ursula. Do you think William could be the ring bearer? Uh-huh. And how many bridesmaids are you planning on? Isn't so he, William's a little old to be a ring bearer, isn't he? Isn't that like a sub-ten-year-old job? I mean, is, isn't like, like anybody... Do, like I mean, in theory, I guess anybody like People have their do dogs be ring bearers, right, you know, which fair. is awesome. That's true. But if I don't know. I feel like if you're, you're past a certain age... You, you would, would just be something be a, else, you'd like be a, a groomsmaid, yeah, yeah groomsmaid. Or, so, or a bridesmaid. Yeah, um, four bridesmaids. I want a really pretty, really huge gala event. Ursula sighed. I guess I'll get a couple of my med school friends for bridesmaids. I think Jeremy could be one of those. What do you call him, groomsman? I think so. What do you call him? <laughs> Who doesn't know that? At, just freaking. What's the word? Sorry. What's the word? Oh no, no I was just aerialing it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what it was. Um, what about Dakota and Saturn, though? <laughs> Although it was probably a brooch of courtesy to shape the bride's guest list without conferring with the bride. Yep. <laughs> none of my surrogate family could be excluded from any sort of Saturnalia. At least she knows. But that is kind of worse. Yeah. 
But in like, oh, my surrogate family. I'm like a part of this family now. Right. I mean, she is. She's Taylor's sister. Do you think the church would accept a male flower girl? Ursula offered mischievously. I don't do. I don't think the church decides that. I don't know. Because it's like, just show up day of and just do whatever, right? Right. They're not going to be like, you're not Catholic enough to scatter flower powder? I, th- I think it's more of a, why are you having a dude in a traditionally female yeah. role? Oh, God. Somehow I don't see either of them scattering flowers. I reflected. Sorry. Oh, Dakota would be so good at that. Saturn would be okay. Are you coming dress shopping? Saturn would be okay. <laughs> you know, in a pinch. Urs invited me. Ivan's coming too, but I need a woman along so he doesn't blunder into too many fashion no-nos. Bring Taylor. We'll make it a foursome. <sighs> God. Yeah. Like, I, there's no point in even... It's like, why? why it's well-trod ground. Exactly. Right? It's like, just, yeah. Okay, man. Due credit must be heaped on Dakota, for it was he that tossed out his nebulous idea for Tay's birthday present. I sought a novel idea, as I quaintly termed it. A novel idea? Coyote mused. Why don't you write him a poem or something? Wait, wait, wait. Did we, like, skip something here? It feels like it, but it's just the next episode. Oh, so we, we, we stopped wedding talk. Yeah. Because, like, we don't really give a fuck about Ivan. Oh, okay. The and then we just jumped one. into, like, oh, now we're having a conversation with Dakota. Okay. Yes. Okay. It just happened very, very abruptly. I gotcha. Um, Alas, poetry was not my forte. What? Something Darcy is bad at? Shocking. No, but then she's going to write it and be like, oh, no, it turned out great. (laughs) You know, exactly. I was light years from a destiny as the next Yates or the Jeffrey Chaucer of the 90s. Like, that's The inflated sense of ego (laughs) on this 15-year-old girl. But, like, Jeffrey Chaucer? Like... Okay. I, I don't know that I would call him a, a, a poet. Well, he that's, that's a poem. I guess it is. I guess uh, that's fair. But that's the, the not frame of... really like the type of... No, not really at all. Um, okay, I'm not that good at writing poems, but maybe I could. You think he'd like it? Well, I guess if he likes that kind of thing. I knew Taylor's genteel manner would require of him a reaction bordering on euphoria. Being his gift delightful or despicable. <laughs> Give him something despicable. That'd be awesome. Also, he's just, like, fine with this whole Saturn thing. Oh, yeah. No, that's in the past, Like, though. isn't the house just, like, awkward fucking city? You would think. Maybe, right? D- maybe, I mean, because he lives in the other house. So maybe they just hang out at Taylor's pad. Maybe. I don't know. There's not a lot of, like, enduring consequences None at all. Ever. No, there's not. <laughs> and it makes sense because it's it's a 12-year-old's wish fulfillment fantasy, right? Exactly. So it's like, okay. Like, there are no scars being built up on people's souls here. Having committed myself, I nestled into a makeshift studio, sheaves of notebook paper, and a battalion of big pens obscuring the ground. This is something I hate. I hate it when people write about writing. That's fucking boring. Dakota and Saturn have chivalry, chivalrously undertaken the chore of expelling Taylor from the premises. <laughs> Too bad they didn't do it permanently. Right. I deemed it significantly mundane to labor over a love sonnet dripping with Velveeta. I devoted my energies to a ballad. Like, is she writing a song? I don't know. Or is it, like, no, is she trying to write, like, a Sestina? Maybe. It's Darcy. Who the fuck knows? Exactly. Having consulted Dakota, whose prevalent opinion was it should have a lot of blood in it, and Saturn, who benignly suggested, why don't you kill everybody, I decided to wing it. Saturn, right on. K 
kill them all. Also, though, why are you like, oh, yeah, Saturn, help me write this love poem for, like... Oh, God, that's a great point. Right? Like, he's clearly still sitting here pining, and you're just like, let me wave my my shit all up in your face. <laughs> can you give me sex tips that I can use on Taylor? Right. I'm going to go suck his big, fat dick. Like, can we do this? How do you like it? <laughs> Yours is, like, it. nowhere near as big as Taylor's, so... <laughs> I'm 15 years old. <laughs> Wing it, I did. The subsequent result gloriously showcasing my ability to cartoon my friends in the margins. When half the night had decayed into a fog-shrouded morning, the muse of celestial inspiration visited itself upon me. Unaware of the artistic proficiency underlying my writing ability, I had sketched a charming caricature of the seven of us. It featured Jeremy or smoldering than usual sporting a unibrow. Why? Cause she's a bitch. <laughs> like, for what? Why? For who? And for what? Because she's a bitch. <laughs> That's a good point. Saturn be decked in his tattered Amelian threads and sporting his DJ headphones. Dakota costume. I'm with a DJ. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had the opportunity <laughs> like to say that in a while. I do, I do. Whenever you bring it up, because it's still astonishing to me that Saturn a. 16-year-old was able to waltz into a Q101-esque radio station and acquire a job through just being... the shirtless... From the shirtless dude. pants dude. I hope he comes back. I like him. I did listen to the episode the other day where uh, he drives Darcy back to the house and uh, Taylor's being arrested That's by Officer Piggy. <laughs> sexual tension. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh my God, are we being Darcy by talking about how great our podcast is? <laughs> yes, yes we are. But our podcast is pretty fucking great i i like it we are biased sure but i told steve i was like you know when you used to make tapes with your friends that's that's basically what we're doing (laughs) yeah and i love it (laughs) um dakota costumed as his foxy female alter ego when i read that initially i thought that like a furry but then i could see it like i could weirdly see it i don't know why no i would read that as when he they was, did the yeah. whole that dumb bullshit, which I still owe you a fanfic about. So Yeah, you do. So get on that, like, right now. William embroiled in a skirmish with Mixie. I miss William. Like, where? Like No, because you hated William so much that you've just decided I'm not writing him anymore. I did, this, You know what it is? It's, like, way too much Taylor and less of everybody else. Well, because you got to get that, that Taylor shit in before you kill him at the end. Correct. <laughs> mm, Ivan toying with a mammoth diamond. Taylor, a semi-doughboy in his cooking livery, and moi. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a French it word. Has been, it has been a couple pages since we've had a French word. Yes, that's fair. Tenderly, moi. 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 Tenderly, I wrapped it and sealed it with a kiss. Fatigued by my enterprises, I stumbled off to bed. Should I end it there? Is that the end of Valentine's Day? Or this is his birthday? It's his, well, no, it's not even his birthday yet. Like, it's coming up. First, it's my birthday, apparently. Then it's his birthday. I think we can end it there. I think we should. (laughs) Let's put it out of its misery. (laughs) So how many pages did you say you have left? Well, 24 before we started. Oh, okay. So 20, maybe? All right. 19. We're we're swiftly, swiftly approaching the end. Oh, my God. I mean, it's crazy. We we have said, though, that we do have some supplemental materials that will... We're going to find some way to continue the podcast. You know what'll be interesting about the supplemental materials is I think I was a fair bit older when I wrote them. I think that'll offer some interesting insights as to what you thought mm-hmm. of this later on, for mm-hmm. sure. And I'll be interested to hear those. Can't wait to share them. I know, and I have appendices upon appendices for shit that I didn't even write. So 
Good times. Good times. Well, once again, I'd like to thank uh, Bob for flying in with the uh, the Deadspin uh, oral history there. We That's appreciated context that. Context Corner with Bob. Context Corner. I think that was his first Context Corner. Oh, welcome to Context Welcome quarter. to Context Corner. <laughs> um, go uh, check out TeamPumaKnife.com. Check out the battery of other podcasts. Uh, we've got a fair amount on there. Uh, rate and review. I don't really think it does anything except boost our egos. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars, five stars for life. Or four, just to make it look realistic. Right. So we're not like juicing the numbers here yeah. or anything, which we clearly are. But I mean, it, it, everybody does that. Yeah. Everybody does to. that. You have to do that. Exactly. It's a vicious world. You vote out for there. yourself. It's fine. Always. Always. Unless you're not allowed to, but then you do it anyway. Because yeah, you should. You fuck everything. Should. Exactly. Yeah. Um,. You could follow me on Twitter at Lady Near the Lake. Uh, Sheila's smart enough not to have social media, so leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> uh, uh, so yes, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Bye.